The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Our weekly update with Orlando Steinauer, head coach, vice president, of, vice president of football operations. Coach, you guys got the uh, second win, man. Congratulations. Uh, how, is, uh, how is it to be uh, two wins uh, under the belt now? Well, shoot, before you can get three, you got to get two. It feels, you know, anytime you win, Luke, uh, it's not an easy task, and it, it, it feels good. And, um, you know, I thought it, everybody just chipped in. And, you know, it's it's been exciting on our two wins and uh, even at times on the ones where we haven't been on the winning side. But, you know, it's it's not how you get it done. It's just the way that you it's just the fact that you get it done. Yeah, right. Nobody remembers anything except for the uh, the the check box check mark in the win column uh, uh, after a few weeks go by. There you go. Coach, the uh, uh, defensively to start uh, with uh, uh, the game last last weekend at Tim Hortons Field. The, especially the first quarter. I mean, I thought the Ticats defense was maybe had maybe one of the best uh, uh, quarters that we've seen at least this season. Uh, unbelievably challenging field position for them throughout the quarter. I mean, the ball, you know, for for no real for no real uh, uh, blame on the Ticats, the ball stayed in the Ticats end of the field for almost the entire quarter, and uh, only six points allowed in the first half. What can you say about Mark Washington's uh, defense? Well, shoot, I think the element that uh, maybe people didn't, don't understand is the wind and, uh, and just how you have to kind of weather that storm. There's the game within the game, and you know all too well, having played on that field numerous times, that there is a little strategy that goes with that, and you kind of have to you know, not let the other team make hay, if you will, when, they're, when they have the wind, and that includes giving them maybe four or five field goals in a quarter or whatever that may look like. So, mm. you know, I thought the defense um, stood up, and I think I think in the first three possessions they were somewhat some kind of ridiculous stat like 10 yards or, or something odd like that, and that's phenomenal. That's not something that you can bank on. And, you know, Mark and his staff work extremely hard, Randy and Robin and, and Joaquin, and, of course, Craig Butler still has uh, a small little hand in that, and I just think that uh, they responded uh, the way that uh, – a team whose back was against the wall uh, should respond. Yeah, the uh, at least one notable drive where the Alouettes uh, had uh, net negative yardage in total on the drive. I mean, some really impressive stuff back out of field goal range after being making it into field goal range. Uh, the front four, and well, call it the call it the front seven. I mean, you can throw throw your linebackers in there as well, but. I mean, just unbelievable performance, uh, uh, getting sacks, especially in that first quarter, like we said. Are those guys sort of finding their stride right now? Well, we'll see. You, you know, like, you know, you know, I'm a, a big quote guy, and I do believe that, you know, consistency is uh, better than rare moments of greatness. And we're looking for the consistency. But I would say that, you know, they established it early, and I felt that, uh, you know, Trevor didn't look completely comfortable. I think getting the gut pressure uh, from the internal three, whether it be at Teddy and, you know, obviously Micah and, and Dylan, those guys did a fantastic job. And, you know, I thought on the edge we did a great job of just keeping the pocket just that. 
the pocket and you know it it's you know it's it's always a team effort when you when you cover well you know the d-line looks great and when the d-line is winning um consistently a db's coverage looks really good also so uh just proud of those guys i hope they're hitting their stride luke you know but um you know we we look to be consistent and uh, you know and there's a lot of games left to play we definitely haven't arrived but all we can control is last week and we handled our business you mentioned the coverage and notably Kariel brooks was back in the lineup um any any uh, praises for Cariel after after uh, that performance for, from the booth? We were we were singing his praises. I mean, it was it was noticed out there and and certainly had a, a positive impact on the game. Well, as a general statement, you you want you say, you you feel players out there. You know, you feel yeah. their presence, and you definitely felt Cariel out there. And and uh, you know, I think he'd be the first to tell you left a couple out there, and that's spoken like a true coach. But you want to talk about making the majority of the plays that came his way, and you know, we're big on that here, Luke. Just you know, play opportunities versus plays made, and I think that uh, he graded out quite high in that area. Um, coach, first time the Ticats have come out on top of the turnover ratio in a game, uh, including uh, turnovers on downs. Uh, what do you say to your team? Uh, it obviously impacted the game that they. Uh, were able to not turn the ball over uh, any more than than they than they uh, did in the game had an impact. Is that is that a great coaching moment for you to finally uh, have a tangible have tangible evidence of that? Absolutely, especially because it is one of those analytic stats that you know I think has withstood the test of time. And you know I think it always varies depending on how high of a percentage it is when you win that that battle, um, whether you want to call it turnover or takeaway battle. And I think this just supported that, you know, no matter how close the game may have been, it still is going to be error on the side of, you know, we won that battle and we also won the game. So, yeah, it does feel good because it's an area of emphasis, but you can only do so much as coaches. Drills are drills, but, you know, and, you know, we still would like the one back, you know, and, you know, Steven was, you know, off and, you know, obviously the player made a great play from Montreal, big hit, and we didn't hold on to it there, so... You know, we got bailed out on one that Tim, you know, I guess they, they had ruled incomplete. So right. there, there's work to be done. We don't we don't ignore those. We always address the elephant in the room. But at the same time, uh, we, we're always going to celebrate victories, but uh, only for a short while. And then we get back to work. There's a there's a maybe a called a category of players on every team uh, coach that, you know, probably probably don't get their name in a broadcast or in a podcast uh, each week. Guys like uh, Nick Cross and Curtis Newton, and there's some notable uh, special teams uh, players that you guys do not have uh, in the lineup, and the injury bug makes its way around every team, but uh, maybe the weakest special teams performance uh, by your team so far, and that's a unit that's been performing pretty well from at least an outsider's perspective. What can you say about some of those guys like Nick Cross who are out of the lineup and uh, maybe are being missed after a game uh, like the, like the one in Mo- against Montreal this past weekend? Well, with no disrespect to the other professionals, you know, on our roster that we'll be counting on, you know, you take off two key ingredients like Nick Cross and Curtis Newton, who were voted captains, uh, some might not know, by their teammates. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you the growth um, not that it's not important if coaches vote on it, but I've always, you know, preferred that the players select who they want to represent them. And, you know, when you lose two captains, um, even though that's just a title, it, it does tell you, A, their production, uh, B, their commitment and preparation. 
and and just what how committed they are to being great teammates. And when you take those out of the lineup, along with their production, you, you you're oftentimes dealt a blow. But that is uh, they got an opportunity and made the most of it. So I'm looking forward to who gets those other opportunities moving forward. But you know they'll be missed. But I know that uh, if you sat them down on there, they would say they'll be the number one fans for whoever's in their spots and wearing their cleats and uh, will expect us to win and and perform uh, at a high level. We've talked about before how it's uh, easier and much more enjoyable maybe to correct mistakes when you've got a win behind you as opposed to having to correct them uh, coming off of a loss. And part of the story has been has been the fourth quarters for your team. Now you get Yes, another fourth quarter that probably wasn't uh, exactly how you would have liked it, but you get to correct that after a, after a win at least. And what what is your coaching point? How are you addressing your fourth quarters, or are, or are you uh, with your players? It's just about finishing. It's it's just clean like that. Uh, and you know, each game, it's not like you can have a cookie cutter model to that because each game, you're, you know, maybe it was the offense, maybe it was special teams. I mean, we took a 15-yard penalty. Maybe we held it the wrong time. So it's about, you know, without giving away our inside stuff, which you'll understand this, and, you know, it's about cabby. It's, that's what it is. It, yeah. Every play requires some level of focus and execution uh, along the way, and, and that's really what it is. And, and we can always hang our hat on that, and that's why we have those type of sayings and things in our organization because – you need to go to your foundational and fundamental principles or core values when things matter the most. And it's not bigger than that. You don't reinvent something and say, oh, well, in this, you know, you do this. No, it's, it always is going to come down to the call and, and it's going to finish with the execution. So, um, yeah, we address it. But I think the difference is obviously we found a way to win the close one mm-hmm. versus be on the other side. And, and it's going to be different each week. And, yeah, it'd be nice, you know, when – when you were around, you know, we had some 30 to three halftime scores and and some stuff where it was, you know, those were layups or basically slam dunks. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you'd love to have those. But each year your team's a little bit different. And, you know, to complain about winning, uh, that's going to be hard for me or us to do around here. Hmm. The difference in this game to me, some of the defining moments that sort of put a stop to the bleed in the fourth quarter Obviously, you had a defensive turnover on downs, which was just which was a huge moment. And then also, it stuck out to me Braylon Addison's first down back in your end, and it was at a moment where if he doesn't get that first down, there is still enough time, and you're at a, such a field, field position where a good punt return is going to maybe uh, change things for the Alouettes. And so that 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 to me was the play of the game. Can you speak to Braylon Addison's in that moment? Is he the guy that you're that that Tommy Condell that you are 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 wanting to put the to put the ball in his hands uh, when it when it's all down to that play? I think we'd be crazy to not have him as a a one one a option on that. I mean, he's proven time and time again to be able to come through. I think you can even point to a second and ten uh, diving catch against Ottawa when we were backed up heading you know, towards Bernie Custis Secondary School heading that way. He made an unbelievable catch there. And then, of course, the one when he dove and kept it up and kept his arms underneath it here last yeah. week to the one you're referring to, to where there was no challenge or wondering if. And, you know, he's, you know, I'll, he'd be the first to say he would want that. 
and I would be the first to say I expect him um, a lot like I would, you know, you won't want to talk about it, but I would expect Luke Tasker to make those same plays when I was coaching. Like, there's just, there's just a certain level of comfort, not because of the name, but because you watch people practice and prepare, and that doesn't mean other people aren't deserving of those opportunities. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you wouldn't be – I was never shocked when Luke Tasker or Braylon Addison – or whoever that person is that year would make those those catches because there's you know there's a level of comfort both in the coaches and the quarterbacks and I think you know amongst ourselves on the team you know your teammates you build up a level of trust too and I think uh, Jalen Acklin was worthy of some of those uh, maybe a year or two ago also yeah you said that so right about Braylon too it's not just the catch it's how uh unquestionable he makes it is that body language and that position of a wide receiver to catch the ball and make sure that he has body between the the football and the turf you know when he hits the ground and it was just impressive and not an easy catch to make you know it's just a that was a defining moment I thought for the team to to turn the hardships of that game into a victory uh, instead of a loss you know Uh, what I'm going to interrupt on that I'm going to interrupt and I'm going to say and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump your tires and I'm going to pump Braylon's just a little bit more because I think that's something that's interesting that people wouldn't understand is that players that you go to in that situation, they're not tough catches because the expectation level is high. And that's just what it is. You know, for some people they may be, but I would say that for like people like yourselves and even twos and those guys – Mm-hmm. Um, there's just certain guys that it doesn't matter if the ball's low. You just flip your window and you make it. It doesn't matter if the ball's high. It's, it's all opportunity. And I think that's something that's kind of hard to explain. It's just kind of something that if you just get it in the area, it's going to be complete. It's kind of just that simple. Yeah, I agree. And and, and uh, it looks to me like, I mean, I – Braylon's trust jar with Luke Tasker was very, very high as a, when we were as we were teammates together, mm-hmm. and it seems to me, uh, though I didn't have any experience with uh, Stephen Dunbar, Tim White, and, and that younger group of guys that that are now uh, in that room, but it seems like you've got some guys coming up and 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 are and are filling up the trust jar as well, making big plays when it matters, and you never know at the at the place it is in the East right now, and the and the time in the season, there's still there's still two thirds almost ahead of you that. Uh, it seems like a group that may be uh, uh, trending in the right direction, and 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 that is towards uh, you know being a winning effort for the team. But uh, I appreciate the praise from you, coach. It's all hey, uh, I, uh, I, that's the, the big catches at big moments in the games are are the thing that maybe I, I one of the things I miss the most about it, uh, making those those difference difference making catches. Um, Hard to replicate that at home or in the park. <laughs> It's much easier when your defenders are a four-year-old and a, and a two-year-old, no. actually. Yeah, I make every catch now. Awesome. The, uh, <clears throat> Coach, Matt Schultz and Dane Evans, I, it's just an interesting interesting uh, dynamic, and I just can't help but think about Jeremiah Mazzoli and Dane Evans. Can you speak to maybe what, what are you expecting, what, what can the fans expect uh, in the games to come with those guys? Well, each each game plan will be a little bit different, but you know we have we have full confidence in Dane, and we also have uh, you know we have we're, we're earning more and more confidence in Matt. He's such a student of the game, a likable guy, a natural leader, a lot like Dane was when he was uh, quote unquote behind Jeremiah. And so you know I would expect that uh, you know Matt would play some 
play some reps. Uh, how much is always different from game to game. Sometimes we're going to go off of our gut and just if he's in there on a short yardage, maybe we'll keep him in. And, you know, we did have a plan to play him a little bit more than, than we thought, uh, well, more than we had in the previous games going in. But we still didn't know exactly what that would look like. Um, we know Dane will take the bulk of the reps, but uh, I think there is a place for Matthew to get in there. Yeah, interesting dynamic, and they both seem to, for some reason, uh, do well uh, for with the shared time. The uh, one down in a long stretch of East games here, uh, and now you go back-to-back with Toronto. Of course, you have a nine-day week now with the game this Saturday, um, and that'll be followed by a shorter week with Toronto. Is this sort of uh, – what's the coaching strategy with this back-to-back sort of hockey-style uh, rivalry uh, uh, showdown here? Well, I think it'll unveil itself over time, but you know, obviously, we want to you know be as fresh as as we can, uh, but at the same time, get our work in. And we know that the, you know, the majority of the prep will be done this week, and to make sure you have enough bullets in the gun uh, while not saving too many, just because you're playing a team, what I guess four times in five weeks, um, you know, obviously, you're going to go out to win every single game, and um, you know, points are going to matter and all those things. But I think the the main thing is is just to keep it like a regular work week, not make it bigger. Um, enjoy the sport entertainment value of it, though, and, and the hype and the, the added sure. you know, media uh, attention to it. I think that's fun. Um, but at the same time, you know at the ground level and in between these walls, it is, there's no extra minutes. There's no bigger end zones. Um, the field's not any wider. It's, it's still going to come down to the execution of the football game. But to sit here and say, well, it's just another one, um, it, it is when it comes to just the actual game, but there's always going to be more distractions, not negative, but more distractions when, when you're playing the double blue. Yeah. Do you expect your, is your game plan going to be cumulative, progressive as these weeks go on? You take some things away and put some, th- or put some things in as you see more and, and uh, as you show more to Toronto? Yeah, I think it'll, it'll, it'll definitely progress and, uh, you know, you always put together a game plan. This will be the first time in a regular season that, that we faced them. Um, obviously, you watch the film and you think there's some things that you may be able to exploit. But sometimes you get in the game and it's, it's not quite as good as it was on a napkin or in practice. Mm. And so you you have to be able to adjust. So I think making in-game adjustments will be uh, of the utmost importance also. And I think that's not just true of this week, but the weeks moving forward. Brandon Banks, coach, yeah, a lot, good buddy of mine. Obviously, uh, Speedy B and I. Our first week in Hamilton was that was the same. We came in uh, halfway through the 2013 season. Uh, you were the defensive coordinator at the time. You and I both have a long a long history with Speedy B. Does it excite you to be that that, that he's uh, back on the field though in an entirely different capacity? Does it? Uh, are, are you guys talking about him in meetings, uh, or is it now? Is he just a faceless, nameless uh, opponent? No, I mean Speedy's. You know he's earned and deserves the recognition that he's he's received. And you know I'm happy for Speedy that he he found a place, and you know hopefully he's happy there and and doing his thing and. You know, obviously he's found the end zone a few times and it's it makes me smile to see him back there uh, returning again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's so dynamic and, you know, he's obviously a future Hall of Famer in this league. So nothing but uh, respect for uh, Brandon and, and just him wanting to continue his career and 
and obviously for everything that he he did for the Hamilton organization and he definitely made me a better D coordinator and uh, made us all kind of better coaches no matter if he was wearing 87 or uh, or 16 he was uh, yeah. uh, I, I would tease him a little bit and I'd say he was just a little bit faster in 87 than he was in 16 and that's really <laughs> saying something <laughs> yeah yeah, that's right. That those uh, that Guelph uh, return is always uh, is a CFL classic now. Wow, wow. Well, cool. It's uh, the first of many matchups with Toronto to come this Saturday at seven p.m. in Toronto. And uh, listeners, don't forget uh, you can catch all of the week of prep on the Ticats Audio Network, including the game day broadcast with RJ Broadhead and myself. Uh, that'll begin right after the pregame show uh, this Saturday. Uh, you can catch the pregame show starting at 6 p.m. This episode of the Coach O Show is sponsored by Turkster Lumber. Do it yourself does not mean do it alone. Visit TurksterLumber.com to learn more. They have a project coach that can help you with all kinds of home renovating needs. Uh, anything you want on Turkster.com, you'll be able to, to find it, uh, whether it's kitchen, bathroom, front door, windows. Turkster's got you covered. Coach, congrats on the win. Best of luck in the week of uh, prep going into uh, the Long East stretch uh, or into the Long East stretch now. But uh, we'll talk to you next week after uh, after this first one against Toronto. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. All the best. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatticats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.